you for listening to this message from the North Gate. I learned in the Carolina Revival, the seven years that Apostle was in South Carolina, that it was in the awkward silence is where I had the most growth in my inner world. Because it's when Holy Spirit comes in, like He did, uh, flooded us with His love and His goodness tonight. It's only right then to respond with intimacy. Because growing up in church the way I did, you'd have what we would call throw down church like we were having. And without intimacy, Ishmael would come in and mock your promise. And I'm glad that we've learned to take moments and let the Holy Spirit seal what he was doing in this room tonight. What we've done in this moment of silence and let a frequency be released is allow sealing to come, wholeness to come. Because if we're in the presence of God, like we say, grown up in church my whole life, why would I ever want to rush this? So you can hear me preach? No, sir. Holy Spirit has saved before I do. There's a ceiling happening in here. Ishmael is being expelled mocking and laughing at your promise Abba came in tonight and said I'll never fail you I'll never let you down all my promises are yes and amen all of them where I thought I lost me you knew where I left me and you reintroduced me to your love picked up all my pieces put me back together you are the defender of my heart hallelujah the word hallelujah means to boast and to brag hallelujah you have saved me it's so much better your way it's so much better your way some of you in this silence God started pulling you to deep dreams, deep dimensions. There is a sanctified imagination of the mysteries of the kingdom of God that religion cannot talk about. And in this today, you have permission to dream with God big. Big for your cities, big for your families big for your businesses he told us to pray his kingdom come why religion is trying to rush us off the earth when Jesus himself said I need you to pray on earth as it is in heaven I don't see that yet he's not going to leave anything unfinished you are going to see mass kingdom movement before there's any kind of rapture taking place. I don't know why religion wants doom and gloom. I want a harvest of a billion souls.
That's what we should be saying. My focus should be on a harvest of a billion people being saved. I should be looking for the harvest, not destruction. This is why we need Holy Spirit to come into our churches because you know what the first announcement of the Holy Spirit is? Encouragement. Encouragement. I've been studying on it for the last two weeks. Paracleto. Encouragement. That's why Paul said, I'd rather you prophesy than speak 10,000 words in an unknown tongue because he'd rather you encourage. Because that encouragement brings forth the kingdom brings forth hope brings forth the fruit of the spirit manifested in love and joy and peace and patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and spirit strength not self-control spirit strength and our spirit feels strengthened tonight I'm going to tell you what I saw when Josh and Jeremy were praying in the Holy Ghost. I saw literally black fertile ground plowed perfectly and I watched Yeshua just start scattering seed. And I heard him say, the ground is ready in Ohio. I saw our rich black soil. I prophesied to you like the days of Charles Finney, Ohio will be a land of harvest again for the kingdom. You're about to hear words like born again, saved, redeemed. I'm talking like new creation in Christ. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Mm. You shall be born of the Spirit. Is that not what Jesus said? The first time you were born of water, but this time you will be born of the Spirit. I don't know where Adam's at, but I don't know what you were telling Big Mike, but I know you were seeing some stuff. You want to come up and share? No? Jeremy, you want to come and share what you were seeing in the Spirit? It's a year of the wind, man. We've got to hear the prophetic. We have to hear the prophetic as the word of the Lord. So the first thing this evening, to second what he just said about harvest, is while we were praying when Adam was lighting the lampstand, the first thing I heard today is that I heard the word harvest, and he said it's the scattering of the crows. You've been, you've been sowing so long and wondering where your seed's gone. And it's the scattering of the crows. And I saw rich black soil and green, little green plants begin to come up through them with your fingers. And you've been wondering, how, where's all my seed gone? And today was the scattering of the crows. Father, we thank you that you are protecting our seeds. Come on, some of you've got some harvest. You've got some prayers that you've been praying. Let's just let's just receive it right now. God, you're hearing our cry. God, you heard the cry of these teenagers for their high school, their middle school. We say yes, not just to the children, but their parents, that their parents would come to know the goodness of Jesus Christ. Not religion, not a church, 
a man named Jesus whose love has no measure, whose forgiveness has no measure, his grace has no boundaries. He's the God of the universe. Listen to me, he's the God of the universe. The God of the cosmos. For God so loved the cosmos, the world, the cosmos, that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him would not perish. Would not perish. Oh God, on your sons and daughters, release the perishing the torment of perishing. God, release sons and daughters of the torment of perishing. You shall not die. Nothing attached to you shall die. Everlasting means without beginning or end. Come on, I'm telling you, I feel worry just leaving the there's some people in here, you just need to breathe deep. It's over. The torment's over. The torment ended today. What you've been worrying about, it ends today. Why? Because it's everlasting. And he said, you shall not perish. You're good, Abba. You're good. The greatest revelation is we have finally gone beyond. Jesus came just so we don't burn up. There's a group of people in the earth, not just in this room, in the earth, finally realizing Jesus came for more than just us not to burn up. It's a game changer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're a carrier of something. You're a carrier of something, the kingdom. What's the key? You're loved. That's why religion can't stand that message. You got to preach more than your love, brother. No, he died because he loved you. Plain and simple. He loved you. Let's just get right there. He who knew no sin became sin so I could become the righteousness in Christ Jesus. What's righteousness to mean? To be as I ought to be. To be as I ought to be. Paul said, you are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. If I sit there in the spirit realm, then everything I see is different. That means there is no worry, there's no guilt, there's no shame. That's why Paul said, we're still dealing with this. Paul begins to go to his churches and say, we're still teaching this. He even went to far as shake religion to go, we're still teaching on baptism. We're still teaching on baptism. There are dimensions that you have not seen in my father's house. There are many rooms. There are many rooms. That's why religion cannot explain how a man can be baptized in an Ethiopian in one moment and then translate in your Bible in the New Testament under this covenant, transport 20 miles to the next city.
Father, I thank you for the degree of healing of the kingdom, but there are degrees that we have not seen yet. And what is the key? You're his favorite. And religion is going to keep telling you you're not good enough. Got to do more. No, you don't. All you got to do is see him rightly. See his ways. His peace passes all our understanding. Lay down your religion. What's your religion? What seems right to a man that in there for his death? Sin has never seemed right to a man. The only thing that has seemed right to a man is a man's ways. That's why if this was a child's toy that if I pulled the circle out of the square, the circle fits the circle and the square fits the square and the star fits the star. But a lot of times our own religion says the circle has to fit the square and it's not. It's that simple. It's simple. The circle fits the circle. Jimmy explained to me what is the circle, the wheel within the wheel. It's a yes. That's it. And we've been trying to train people to say no. When the answer the whole time was yes to Abba. How can a man survive a lion's den with a yes, not a no? How can three Hebrew boys survive a fiery furnace with a yes, not a no? How can a man build an ark with a yes? How can a man win a city by just walking around it with a yes, not a no? We're trying to get people to say no when the answer the whole time was just say yes to love. It was relationship the whole time. When he created Adam and Eve, he created them for one thing, relationship. It is not about rules. It's not about rules. Well, brother, you can't live however you want. Fall madly in love with the one who loves you and you won't have to worry about giving people rules. They'll live however they want to live. No, they'll live free. Free from what? Shame, guilt, insecurities. They'll live free from the I'm not good enough. And they'll start realizing that kingdom come in you. In you. Put up Romans 8 for me real quick. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect, God's perfect, God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His. Does that, what's His purpose? The circle fits in the circle. The square fits in the square. The star fits in the star. It's that easy? Yeah. What's the first degree of figuring this out? When you figure out He loves you. And you stop measuring your relationship by what you think you've done wrong because he already, he already paid that debt. He already paid that debt with His blood. We don't talk enough about that. 
Jesus paid the debt of you're not good enough with his blood and qualified you right there. On that cross, he qualified you to now give you access into the ascensions of heaven. That's why his assignment in John 14 is clear. Go to John 14. I tell you this timeless truth. Sounds a lot like John 3.16 without beginning or end, correct? Sounds a lot like John 3. I tell you this timeless truth without beginning or end. The person who follows me, this is Jesus, in faith. Faith is what? The evidence of things hoped for. The substance of things not yet seen. The evidence of what you hope for. (laughs) I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me with hope, with hope, you ain't touched it yet, but I'm just going to keep believing. I've not seen the fullness of it yet, which is the substance, but I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to see it. I'm so close. I'm so close. Religion says strive, strive, strive. Abba says, listen, if I didn't give it to you today, tomorrow when you wake up, you're one day closer. You're not further away from it. You're one day closer to it. Follow me in faith. Believe in me. Believe in Jesus and you will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. Father, listen, religion can't stand the word Father. It can't stand the word Abba. Papa. Get around some religious person and call the Father Papa or Abba. You can't call him that. You're telling me I can't call that man right there? Dad? I can't call him Papa. My kids can't call him Papa. See how religion drives the wedge? You can't call him that. He's Abba. He's so fond of you. He so believes in you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows you better. Go to the next verse. For I will do whatever you ask me to do. When you ask in my Father's name, in my name, In the name of Jesus. And that is how the Son will show that the Father is really like. It'll show what He's really like. And bring glory to Him. Go to the next verse. Ask me anything in my name. He said it twice. I don't know of in the history of the Word of God if Jesus has ever had to say anything twice. Not to blinded eyes, not to deaf ears, not to the dead to rise. But why did he so emphasize to us that anything you ask in my name, I'll go. He was showing us the importance of prayer. And guess what religion does? You can't pray unless you're perfect. Can't pray unless you're on your knees. Can't. Got to be in the perfect spot. No. I can call my dad anytime, any place, anywhere. And he'll give me whatever he has. 
Some of you need to let that hit. Let that hit. You know why? Because the great works that are in you, you got to start believing that you're great. Greater works will you do. That means you're great. Guess what the biggest trick to make you think you're not great? You're not loved. You're not loved. You can't have revival in Portage County. You're not good enough. You're not loved enough. The Northgate can't. This group of people, dysfunctional, used to be in poverty, used to be drug addicts, don't have the right clothes, don't have the right this, don't have the right pedigree, don't have a denomination, don't have this, don't have that. I'm talking specifically to the hometown crowd in here. God has given us words over Northeast Ohio. He's not going to do it through anybody but you. You got to start believing. Is that elitism? No. I want God to use the church down the road and the church in the next city. Listen, it is about a body. Romans 8, he's interweaving everything together. At one point in this room, I looked and there's three different churches represented. Guess what's happening? Romans 8. So I'm fully convinced God's doing something in the kingdom, not just here. But we've got to realize for us, for our family, for our city, you're loved. And He needs your light to shine. He needs you to believe in Him and believe in yourself. Why? Because twice He said, anything you talk to me about, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm attentive. I'm devoted to you. I'm fascinated about you. I'm listening. If you say it in my name, you have my full attention. To the fact we were taught by a prophet in the gym that when you speak, he's so fascinated by you that he turns his head and he touches his ear to your lip. That's how close he wants to be. Go to the next verse. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Loving, go back to that. Loving me empowers you the word obey sometimes messes with us. Loving God empowers you to have a yes. You have a yes in you to change your world. You have a yes in you and it's love that will unlock it. It's love and only love that will unlock it. Are you hearing me? Only love, encouragement, why do I keep saying the word encouragement? I'm going to show you in a second. Go to the next verse. Here. And I will ask the Father and He will give you another. Parakaleo. Another. The same as. Exactly alike. Why is Jesus saying this right here in John 14? And why is it John the Beloved? Was it Matthew? Was it Luke? Was it Mark? It's John, the John, the one who religion would say is arrogant because he addresses himself, I'm the one that Jesus loved. Or maybe he found something that we can all have access to with our head on Jesus' chest. I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior 
the Holy Spirit of truth. King James Version says comforter, which is parakaleto, which translated as from comfort to helper to this one word, encouragement. I will send you the encouragement of the spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't even receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and lives inside of you. And in Acts chapter 2, which could have been the most dysfunctional gathering of people on the planet. Disciples that left Jesus, left Jesus' mother, left John. They were scattered. They all came back. Do you know what happened in that room with upper wind? A people fell in love with one another and couldn't be divided anymore. They figured out what it meant to love God with all their heart, soul, and might and love one another as they love themselves. I'm telling you right now, what happened in this room with Holy Spirit happened to them in that 10 days. You can't tell me that Peter didn't have some shame, some guilt to deal with. But you know what happened in Peter? Peter stopped being independent. Peter stopped walking. No more cutting off ears. Peter was no longer a subject that couldn't be controlled, wouldn't be submissive. He was no longer going to deny Christ, which means not to be affiliated with. Peter was done listening to himself, which means to require and rely on yourself only and no one else. Not looking to others for one's opinion or counsel. Not bound or committed to anybody. Only committed to self. In that 10 days, Peter found a yes. What was that yes? A comforter. Go to Jerusalem and tarry. Wait till I come. Wait, just wait. Until the King James Version says, Go and tarry until. It's time for you to start having an until. What's going on with my marriage? What's going on with my finances? What's going on with my company? What's going on with my kids? What's going on with this city? What's going on with America? Everything's right on time. And it's right where it's supposed to be. Because he loves me. And I'm going to wait until he turns it around. What does waiting mean? Patience kindness where does all of this come from they were baptized in comfort they were baptized in encouragement to give strength and hope and cheer to ease grief and trouble to hear counsel on time to relief of troubles and worries do you know what comfort is by Webster's Dictionary to learn to be content in all things. Here's the amazing part. 120 people got filled with that comfort. 
they got filled with that encouragement. You know what happened? They became encouragement to 3,000. Who became encouragement to Asia, to Rome. That's why Paul said, listen, I speak in tongues more than all of y'all. I love to pray in the heavenly language. But I need you to prophesy. I need you to be so in love with Abba that you lay your head on his chest in the secret place that you so know his voice that when he speaks to you through Holy Spirit, the encourager, you can be an encourager to somebody else. I would rather you prophesy. Guess what else religion's afraid of? Prophecy. prophecy and guess what the body of Christ does not feel encouraged so you know what kind of hope we give them don't burn don't burn and so 30 years we prepare ourselves 40 years 50 years 60 years we prepare ourselves go to church pay our tithes do the religious duty so we don't burn when you could have righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness to be as you ought to be. Joy is to be content in all things. Peace, the greatest representation of Holy Spirit when Jesus is announced who He is. Of all things that Holy Spirit could have represented, there's my Son and who I'm well pleased in. There's my son. Could have been the line of Judah. Could have been so many amazing, powerful things. The Holy Spirit says, no, that's my son. You know what I'm going to identify? Peace. 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 Want to know how you'll know when you're in that righteousness? Peace will rest on you. Peace will rest on you. Greater works, Bill, are not just healing somebody's physical body. It's taken over the economic development of a region. This baptism of the Holy Ghost spread to a land called Antioch. And what do we learn about that? With Brad Custer here a couple years ago. That's where we got the English language. That's where we got mathematics. That's where we got science. That's where we got all these different things. And guess what religion, religion can't be in science. God can't be in it. God is contained in all things. He's found everywhere. Everywhere. And everything, young generation, listen to me. Everything that you love, so does Jesus. So does Jesus. You know what this will stop doing? Making every kid that gets on fire like Caton's get on fire. Like we better pastor a church. Better be a preacher. No, what makes your heart explode? Because there are men that have taken their own lives because religion told them they're a pastor and they can't handle the pressure of it. Because that's not what they were called to do. They were probably called to be kingdom builders. Fortune 500 
You hear me? So when Rylin gets the gift of music, we're not going to say to her, all right, we're buying you a violin or buying you a cello so you can be a worship leader. No, I want you to go be on the orchestra in Cleveland. Welcome to Seeds. I want you to be teachers. I want you to be lawyers. I want you to be doctors. Oh, you want to get real crazy? I want you to be movie stars and not just Christian films. I want you to be professional athletes. I want you to be songwriters and not just at Winter Jam. We got some redeeming and some reclamation to do in the earth. And it's called renewal, revival, and reformation. And you know where that's going to come from? You find out you're beloved because greater works will you do. Because some of that stuff I'm talking about, lawyers, doctors, Jesus was a carpenter. It's a great work to be a doctor. It's a great work to be a lawyer. It's a great work to be an artist. Listen to me. There can be a child in this room that you can be an artist and make money off of your paintings, your writing, and your poetry. It's a great work. It's a great work. It's a great work. It's a miracle. Have you ever seen art? It's a miracle. Come on, the guy that paints the thing and then flips it upside down. Where did you think that up? That's a miracle. I didn't know it was going to be a lion when he flipped it upside down. It didn't look anything like a lion. You don't think God was in when the first Ford automobile was made? You don't think God was behind that? When the first cell phone was made, you don't think God was behind that? And what the enemy intended for evil, it's coming. God's about to turn for good. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Everything that we think is dark is only dark because it's missing light. And the reason it's missing light is because every time we encounter the comforter, we tell him, keep it in the church. And I'm telling you, Acts 2 happened in a room which we would call the church. And they said, we're taking this right outside. And the message that Peter preached was Acts 2.38. Repent, repent. Metanoia, metanoia, change the way all of you think. Change the way you think. Be baptized. Be immersed in Jesus. Be immersed in love. For what? The remission of anything that would take my walk away from Him. You want a dream? Just get up and walk with Him tomorrow. Drive with Him in the truck. Put Jesus in the center of what your world is. And watch it change. Amen? This is wind-driven. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're getting up tomorrow and going, allow Holy Spirit to guide you. There's so many different walks of life in this room. Let's just put Holy Spirit there. I believe it was Mama T that said he 
the walk. I want you to explain that, just the walk. Um, we were just processing earlier and I, I see Jesus as the gate and the door to the Father and then Holy Spirit is the path then to the heart of the Father that Jesus walks down with us. So we have to have, we come through the door and the gate of Jesus, lock hands with Him and Holy Spirit leads us straight to the Father's heart. Here's the greatest thing about Holy Spirit. Are you guys ready? This is gonna ruffle somebody's feathers and I'm going home. Baptism of the Holy Ghost was not for you to be independent by yourself. The Holy Spirit came to intertwine 120, Romans 8. Put Romans 8 back up there for me. The Holy Spirit came to interweave people together. This is why the enemy's greatest plan from day one, take a third of heaven, which is division. Let me take his bride and make denominations which aren't even in the Bible. Let me just keep splitting up the body. The body of Christ is just one big divorced family. Because what do people get divorced over? They disagree on things. How we should discipline the kids. How we should use the money. How we should sing songs. What we should do. Should we shout? Should we not be healed? Should we... So the baptism of the Holy Spirit came not so that we could just pray in tongues and be Pentecostals. It was actually for the restoration of all humanity to come back together. That's why the first evidence of the working of the Holy Ghost in Acts 2 was literally, and I studied this all week, there was literally an account of probably 60 different nations in Jerusalem. 60 different walks of life walked past the upper room and they could be understood. Holy Spirit came so we could start seeing each other rightly. That's why the greatest divide is don't see the pastor rightly. Don't see the brother and sister next to you rightly. Can't. This is why we need Holy Spirit. Because all of humanity is supposed to be interwoven together. Holy Spirit is the end of racism. Holy Spirit is the end of rich, poor, middle class, politics. Holy Spirit is the end of division. That's why Jesus said, I'm here in the flesh to save you all and Holy Spirit's coming to redeem and bring you all back together. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together. Are you convinced in this room I'm supposed to do life with the people here? This messes with church membership, which ain't in the Bible too. We're to do life together. That's why don't let your life get so distracted that you miss being a part of the kingdom family and the kingdom way. Because what is the kingdom way? Everything is to reconcile what? Us together, watch, and us back, not you, us back to the Father. Everything from Adam to Moses to David to the cross, every covenant in the Bible is to reconcile all of us back to the Father together.
That's why he's coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives, every detail, every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. I'm reading one last scripture. Go to Hebrews 10. You guys enjoying this? You learning something? Everybody learning something? I'm only doing this because we got to learn. We got to learn. When there's a prayer meeting and you want to lay on the couch, you got to learn. Two times he said, go to my father and ask. Guess what you're going to get distracted from? Prayer meetings. They're not really needed. Well, obviously, it's the only thing Jesus ever spoke twice. The only thing he ever mentioned twice was prayer. Don't let anything distract you from the secret place and don't let anything distract you from a corporate prayer meeting. Both are vital because both are being used by Holy Spirit to reconcile you and the world back to the Father. Watch this. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope. Now watch. If we didn't have that movement in here earlier of the wind of the Holy Ghost, we can't wrap our heart tightly around hope. Wrap your heart tightly around hope that lives within us. With who? Knowing that God always keeps His promises. Discover creative ways. Watch this. Discover creative ways. We have a way of life around here. Guess what it's called? Devotion, honor, and order. Who orders the footsteps? God, watch. Here's our favorite footsteps of God. Up. But he also orders. Because we think growth is Sometimes our greatest growth is because you'll never get to a mountaintop without going through a valley because all the water, resources, food you need to get to the mountain is found in the valley. Tracking with me? So watch. Discover creative ways to encourage. What is encourage? Paracleto, Holy Spirit. Discover creative ways with Holy Spirit. So you can encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not, go back, go back. I got to go back. I got to go back. Discover creative ways to encourage others, to encourage others, to encourage others. Watch the greatest trap. I wish somebody would encourage me. I wish somebody would encourage me. I wish somebody would call me. I wish somebody come visit me. I wish, I wish. If Holy Spirit is active in you while you're hanging out by yourself, guess what you'd be doing? Encouraging others. Encouraging others. Self-isolation. That's what tricked Eve, not the apple. He got her alone. Satan got her alone and made her stare at herself. Watch that independence, man. You are called to be a part of the body and every joint supplies. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion. This is why we need corporate gatherings. Why? 
Because some of you have bad weeks. You had a bad week this week. Okay? Guess what? You're not feeling so down in the dumps right now. You want to change the world. You know why? Because encouragement came. Holy Spirit came. Holy Spirit came to us tonight. To motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of patience and kindness. Patience, kindness. Go to the next verse. Now watch. Here we go. Here's the home run. You ready? Load it up. Don't throw me a fastball. I'm going to hit it. This is not time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. The habit. The habit. Ready? Watch. It is not time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even... Oh, I'm going to mess with some of y'all. Even more... This is the Bible. Even more frequently. Do you know what I'm reading? Revival. Wind-driven. Okay. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to do what? Encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. As you anticipate the newness of the Lord, you should be stirred to get around your fellow believers and stir them up so why? When we come together like this, you can go out and stir darkness up with light. Everybody in here is an evangelist. Everybody in here, I'm telling you, go prophesy. I don't think I can do the thus saith the Lord thing. I'm not asking you to do the thus saith the Lord thing. I'm asking you to go encourage your workspace because there's light in you. There's love in you. There's the power of God in you. This is going to lead up to this Acts 2. And if the Lord will let me, I want to go to Acts 3, Acts 4, Acts 5. You know what's amazing about the book of Acts? Every time God does something incredible in the book of Acts, guess what follows it? Beginning and end. Corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. Coming together to do what he told him in John 14. I dare you. Just ask anything of mine my name and see what my dad does Jesus is the trump card of my daddy it's tougher than your daddy but you're going to have to see him as Abba and I'm going to leave everybody with this little secret that we've been doing in our daily devotion and I've done it with some of our small groups and I challenge you to do this with your families in devotion or do it by yourself in your truck or your car on the way to work I want you to close your eyes, no music, no nothing. I want you to take about three deep breaths and I want you to see Jesus on his throne. And I want you to see yourself sitting next to him. And then I want you to make eye contact with his character. Every person I do this with here recently, 
Nobody says he's judging, he's angry, he's disappointed. And then the next thing that I do, after you stare at the character of God, let him say something to you. And then let him tell you about your family. Let him tell you about your city. And we've been doing this with our kids and with sons and daughters in the house in small groups. And not one negative answer has come out. You know what that means? There's a culture shifting that we only see Jesus as good. We see Abba as good. This will change the world. When there's less talk about hell and there's less talk about the devil, and this will mess religion up. Well, brother, you got to talk about hell and you got to talk about the devil. Why? The Bible says they're under my feet. I'm not going to hell, so why would I talk about hell? And sin has no hold on me. So why would I give attention? You don't want to know how we got Jezebel out of this church? We stopped talking about her. And we stopped giving her any inch. So guess what we don't deal with? Jezebel. Because she likes conflict and control and wants to be the center of attention. And she can be found in a male or a female. She is a spirit. And the moment you stop giving her any kind of attention, she leaves. She don't stick around. She don't stick around where harmony is. She wants to bring division. So anywhere you see divide, bye. And it's not just division from this house. Anybody who tries to divide you from being beloved by God, bye. Bye, Ishmael. You're not going to mock my promise anymore. I'm good enough. I'm the beloved of the Father. So much that he gave his son for me. Amen. So amazing tonight. Amazing tonight. Leave this posture in a right way tonight by giving honor. This house is a house of generosity and honor. Last week we didn't even gather, okay? And when Joe and Steph went down south, we sent a check with them that rocked PJ's heart. I don't play with money. Listen to me. I don't play with money. It's a key. Money's a key. Honor's a key. Generosity is a key. He gave his son. So if I've got something I can give and a young man who may be burnt a little bit in his heart by religion and church and just we didn't know what we know now and I honor the path that got us here, but he doesn't have a home down south, but he's got a home here. And so him and his wife, while his little daughter is being healed of cancer, we wanted to let them know, you're not going to worry about money. Abba's good. Abba's good. And Joe and Steph got to go down and be a blessing. So I thank God for the generosity of this house to be able to do whatever we want to do. And I also thank God for giving you the job that you have, Joe, to go and be a testimony to your son. And all of you that loved on little Joey while he was up here, man, you made that little boy feel like a million dollars. And he never once had to stop and worry or think about his sister being in a hospital, battling cancer, having surgery. And I'm going to tell you all this. 
how in my father's house is many rooms, many mansions, the mysteries of God. We were in youth group and Joe and Steph was in here with us. And Curtis was preaching that night. And when we were praying over Joe and Stephanie, Curtis saw a massive angel. And the little kids went in the back for their church. And the teenagers stayed in here. Well, Curtis starts off with saying that there was an angel in the room carrying healing for Kinsley. And he starts testifying to that to the teenagers. Little Joe goes in the back room, does not hear what Curtis said at all. And they had the kids prophetically begin to paint and draw. This is why you need to write stuff down. You need to write dreams down. You need to write thoughts down. You need to color things that God is pressing on your heart. Little Joe goes in the back room, draws a massive picture of a big angel and goes over to his pawpaw and says, I saw this angel when we were praying for Kinsley. Out of the mouth, out of the old and the young saw the same angel. And listen, anybody can say what they want to. We are too far into science for them to see the tumor in her head was the size of a grapefruit and a softball when they first diagnosed her. When they went in for the surgery to make the surgery easier, they said that that tumor was not the size of a grapefruit or a softball. It was only about the size of a baseball. Here's what I believe. Holy Spirit shrunk that. And Holy Spirit is healing her. And she will be in a full recovery from this. So that PJ and Mary can know that Abba's good. That would sound like, oh, you think God put that tumor there? No, but what the enemy intended for evil, I do believe God's turning for good. I do believe God is turning for good. This, if it was the size of the softball, the surgery would have been too complex, too hard. And God, that girl is a strong warrior. God will not put anything more on us than we can bear. That little girl will get to tell a testimony in this house and in many houses to come. So, God is good. He's so good to us. So, Father, I ask you bless every family represented here in this room. God, let us run out of here as shining lights and shining lamps in this territory, in this region. God, I thank you for the personal dreams and assignments that you have placed on sons and daughters' hearts in this room. God, I pray that mothers and grandparents be encouraged of the harvest that is coming to this region. Your children and grandchildren will be saved. Father, we honor the visions that I had and Jeremy had of black dirt and seeds being thrown. God, we honor what is happening right now. We believe all things work together for the good to those that love God and are called. Everyone in here is everyone in here is called according to your purpose, God. So let our hearts be fully convinced that we are loved by you. Holy Spirit be activating us and God, those that are in this room that are struggling that have somehow found their self locked away. God, minister to their hearts tonight. Let them know that they're loved. Let them know that they're right on time and right where they're supposed to be. And you are with them to reconcile them back to the heart of the Father and reconcile them back to the family. Because all of our lives 
are being interwoven for your purpose and your plan. I thank you that we will see the cosmos come to know the goodness of Jesus. And the walls of religion are falling now. The walls of religion are falling. The lie that we're not good enough is coming to an end. You are shutting the mouth of the accuser of the brethren. And we are all hearing the beautiful, sweet sound that we are loved by Jesus. We are loved by God. And he's crazy about you. And he has a plan for you with a future and a hope. Seal that on our hearts tonight, Lord. Seal that on our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.